Welcome, you are listening to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast, where you'll hear fun, relaxed, and inspirational interviews with people who are really living the dream. I'm Dawn Fleming, an attorney turned alchemist, and your host for the show, coming to you from the tropical island paradise of Isla Mujeres, Mexico. Listen to conversations with courageous souls who've stepped out of their comfort zone and designed a new way of life. They'll share their experiences, wisdom and offer practical steps you can take to redesign your life overseas. Listen and you'll believe if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Okay, today I am here with Janelle Riva. We've known each other actually for about five years and she's been visiting here in Mexico for almost a month now. And I have the pleasure of uh, getting to know her a little bit more. And she is originally from Kyrgyzstan. Close. No? Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, See, yeah. I butchered that. Oh, well. I even <laughs> it was a blend of Kyrgyzstan and Kazakhstan, you said. <laughs> Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. Yes. Okay. Perfect. And um, you uh, live in Manhattan, in New York now. Correct. But I know um, you also spent some time living in China. Yes. And I am just dying to ask you all kinds of questions about that whole experience. Mm -hmm. um, you're fairly young for all of the traveling and experiences you've had. 28? Correct. Yes. 28 years old. So, uh, yeah, so, so I always like to start at the beginning. So mm -hmm. you want to just tell me a little bit about how the, the move came about uh, from, the I guess, the first one to, to China? Correct, yes. So actually, I feel like um, uh, my first like overseas experience was in my country. Okay. In a sense that uh, I graduated high school when I was like 16. Actually, in my country, elementary, middle school, high school, it's all one place. We don't differentiate between schools. Okay. So after I finished that, um, I really, really wanted to study abroad. Uh, so I was applying for different universities, studying languages. And then um, I was really basically dreaming about living abroad. It was, I think, Paris or USA, whatever it was possible. So I was doing all the efforts. Um, but then uh, China happened. China happened. Um, <clears throat> I, I, first, I sent my application uh, for school to Paris, Sorbonne University. You know, I was studying French. I prepared like uh, Delph. You know, it's a, like a language exam. I did that. And then I'm like, okay, while I'm waiting for the answer, um, why don't I try to go to China for like a very little course? And we had our close friends that lived in Beijing. And she, she helped me with like, you know, like getting into school and applying for it because it's Chinese skill characters. It was so daunting at that time, but I just wanted to really like leave my country and uh, explore more. So whatever it was, I was like, okay, I'm open. But, <clears throat> and it was two years later after I finished my high school, I think, yeah, to 18, I left to Beijing for a short course, like a very intensive Chinese class. Every day we would have new lesson. And so language. Language. language yeah, yeah, language. Yeah, for me, it, oh, wow, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, but also very difficult, like mentally, you know? Because very challenging, totally different alphabet, yeah, different yeah, learning yeah, the yeah. pronunciation. Because I was already studying English, 
I was studying French and I'm like, okay, um, I need to do prepare all these tests. I need to apply for all these schools, you know. And then the China just came out of nowhere, but it was the easiest way, I guess. It's also we share borders with China, Kyrgyzstan and Kazakhstan. Wait, Kyrgyzstan and China, uh, and uh, and it's just it's just it was also way like less expensive, mm. like going there, you know. Um, like live, like with the salaries we have in my country, going somewhere like Europe or USA, it's like very expensive. Very expensive. Like people can't really afford this. You now they usually try to apply for some scholarships. You know, like um, which uh, friends had in France to go to university. You don't have to pay for like a tuition fee. You just pay like a three hundred euro or something. It's a public schools. Okay. Private schools they as expensive right. as uh, American schools. So. I did the three months language course, and then I went back home. It was the spring semester. I went back home and like, okay, I'm gonna spend summer back home. And I was waiting for answer to come from like French university, and I was denied. Mm. Like, actually, they told me that I would need to go to school for one more year before I go to university. Mm. Like, although I met the requirements for the language, they still needed me to go and study in their one year at their, like, uh, pre-university, uh, like, school. So, and that was incredibly expensive. And, like, okay. And then I decided to just go back to China again and continue the course. So I went to, you know, uh, orientation meeting and everything. And they told me, you can start your bachelor's degree now. I was like, really? What? Because... Um, the course that I took, the three months, it was very intense, and I got like high scores for that. Uh, and they just told me that I can start my uh, uh, bachelor's degree in Chinese uh, language right away. I'm like, okay, wow, was so, that hard? It was. Um, it was. It was not actually. I, I don't feel like it was hard. It was just. It was exciting, you know. Uh, once you're in the environment. Um, and then the more you learn, actually, the easier it gets because once you know one character, you know the meaning of it. And then when you see that character in combination with the other character, and then you know the meaning of both characters, you can figure out what's the meaning of the whole wor word. Okay. So the more characters you know, the, the easier the language gets. And the grammar was uh, also... It was... It was not diff it was just so different that's it you know I cannot tell it was hard or something it's just very different you have to have like a different kind of brain you know for that yeah yeah so did you feel that the three and a half month course prepared you well enough for that or or yeah I think I think you it, it prepared me well enough because uh, the four four year bachelor program it's like main focus was language so I was continuing to do okay. the same thing it wasn't like oh like after the three months I'm studying uh, economics yeah, you know yeah, yeah. business okay. not right away we would still uh, we would still learn language for the first two years you know and they were like listening writing um, reading all the basic like oh, language okay. skills okay. we would still do it but we also study like uh, Chinese literature Chinese history culture you know like things okay. like that sure sure so and then third year they would let us pick uh, you know like Chinese and economics Chinese and international trades or Chinese and Japanese translations you can choose translations as well so it was I think after two years 
uh, in Beijing, I started to feel a little more comfortable because I could make Chinese friends and then and then we would joke, you know, and that's the most satisfying thing when you can actually joke in right? foreign language and Humor. they get it. Exactly, sure. exactly. And it was so satisfying. So, yeah. So tell me about the cultural differences between your home country and China. Okay, so the cultural difference, I think we are, although we kind of look alike because we are Asians, um, the culture is different though, very different. So our culture, because we, our, our country is a former uh, Soviet Union country, we have a lot of Russian influence, like Eastern European, we watch uh, like European, Russian and American channels, you know, so it kind of like, it's, I think media means a lot, you know, what you watch. Yes. Yeah, so we watch that, you know, and then in China, so more Western influence in your home country? I would say more say? Western influence in our own, uh, like uh, Kyrgyz, you know, it's uh, majority of people are Muslim in our country. I mean, born Muslim, not like very strict Muslims, I guess, very laid back. We just celebrate Muslim holidays and everything, but it's not that, I you know, it has a lot of Western influence and plus Muslim culture. So it's, it's a whole mix. Hmm. And then, so tell me about going to China. Like, was there any kind of culture shock or? Uh, was there any cultural shock? Uh, I guess there was a little shock um, because how overcrowded it was Beijing, mm -hmm. you know, like it was incredibly crowded. It's like- Lots of people. Lots of people, you take a uh, subway, any, any hour is a traffic hour, you know, it's a traffic it's jam. It's packed always, yeah, yeah. And it's, and it kind of like, get used to it, you know. First, you kind of complain, oh, I hate this, I hate that, or I hate pollution. Like my first uh, six months, I started to have like kind of skin reaction. I guess maybe I was, the doctor said I was showering too much. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was probably showering too much because I thought maybe the air is too polluted, so I need to shower. Yeah. So it actually killed the natural bacteria, yeah. you know. But after the six months, uh, I started to feel way better. Like, okay. uh, like it's just I think it was uh, really getting adjusted, you know, to food, to everything. It just takes time. It's big changes. Yeah. yeah, big changes. Yeah, yeah. But um, in terms of cultural shock, you know, because you are surrounded with many international students, you have your kind of like bubble. Yeah, you were you were campus. the only one there from somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it was for me the cultural shock was more like, oh my God, look at all these people. They were so different, you know, mm -hmm. like you meet people from all the countries like Madagascar, you know, Peru, you know, some places you've never heard of, you know, like a lot of uh, students from Africa. Uh, yeah, China, what China was doing, I mean, I'm probably still doing, uh, they offer a lot of like scholarships. So there were Attracting a lot of attracting a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I eventually got the scholarship myself. So, um, so yeah. So it was in that environment. Then it was pretty easy to make friends with your your classmates and, and yeah. what have you. It was pretty easy. It was very exciting. What about the Chinese people? Did you have very many Chinese native friends, um, or were they? How were they? Uh, in terms of of meeting new people, were they pretty open? Did you find or? In Beijing, I think they were pretty open. I think they were. I think uh, foreigners were pretty entertaining to Chinese people, <laughs> as well as Chinese people were pretty entertaining to uh, foreigners. You know, it's like 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think they were pretty friendly. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had a few uh, good Chinese friends. Yeah. That uh, the the place where I lived, uh, like I studied at Beijing Language and Culture University, and it's basically located in the area where other universities are. You know, like Tsinghua, one of the best universities, like Beijing. It's all located in one area, and you kind of also see students from other uh, universities. You know, and just. And they always, students, they're so friendly. They want to speak to you. They want to practice English. I mean, my English was not so good at that time. Uh-huh. But, uh, uh, it was okay, you know. It was okay to to make friends and stuff. Yeah. Great. So so it was a pretty positive experience then. It was an amazing that. experience. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was so much fun. Student life, you know, like exploring. And it was my first time away from my parents. Sure. So I think that was a that was something that I was looking for, I guess, just to like study and be in the zone, you know. So yeah. I had that there. So you said um, that you were really had a passion for for leaving your country and going somewhere else. Was that something that you'd felt for a long time, so like since you were little, or was that something that developed more as you got older? I think it's something that developed when I got a little older. Uh, like at the age, like maybe teenage ages, like, you know, um, I think the main purpose or the main reason was that uh, I really wanted to study. Like I loved school, I wanted to study abroad. And back in my country, I felt like there was, the education wasn't taken that seriously. I mean, it is taken, each person has a degree, you know, it's not like, Oh, it's very basic requiring for you to have a bachelor's degree, but the quality of it was not so great. Well-educated population, but just yeah, not it's as... well-educated. It's just not as it's not as you know, like if you want to write a uh, like a research paper or something, you just go Google. There's no uh, such thing like a plagiarism, right? So mm-hmm. like in America, they teach that a lot. They really emphasize, and it's but back there. You know, if you come up with an idea, someone steals it and it's just like, or someone takes it and it's okay, you know, and um, you feel bad, you know what I yeah, mean? So yeah. I think I was really, I wanted to explore and I also wanted to study. I want to uh, like have a, I guess, like justice, you know, in that sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. So what happened after you finished? Well, first of all, what did you have a major then that you, an area of focus? Yes, so I picked, uh, it was funny, I know for some reason I picked for like three months, Japanese, Chinese, I don't know why I did though, <laughs> I think it's just because I wanted to go to another country, you know, Okay. because on the third year, when, when you pick uh, a major Chinese-Japanese translations or Chinese-Korean uh, translation, you, you have an opportunity to go to that country okay. and study there for one year, and I was like, wow, that would be so cool to go to... Tokyo and study one year, you know, although it's like sounds like crazy to get another language, you know, but I picked it and then the explosion happened that year. I think it was 2016. Mm-hmm. You remember they had nuclear explosion. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. And my mom said, uh, don't do it. Mm-hmm. And then I just switched to Chinese and business. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. And then did you leave be- Beijing after you graduated or what did you do after that? After I graduated? Yes. So, um, I applied for a master's degree uh, for the next, so I finished it in spring, uh, in winter semester, and then I applied for a master's degree uh, to study like international affairs. Uh, but then 
after I graduated, I decided that I needed to reward myself for hard work and study, like, because I was really passionate uh, about going to the gym, and I was like, okay, I really love it. I think I have something in me that, uh, that, that says, like, oh, you have to get a kind of specialty, like a certificate or something in sports, whatever it is, maybe it's, uh, uh, like, some kind of, like, you know, fitness camp experience, so... I started to research, and then I decided to go to India. Ah, yes, yes. And that's where you met Richard. Basically. (laughs) Basically, All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castellito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com www.castellitocaribe.com We look forward to seeing you soon. Integrity Vacation Property Management Trust, Truth, Results From buyer's representative services to rental market analysis, staging, marketing, and full-service property management, achieving your goals is our top priority. Visit our website at www.integrityvpm.com and get our free guide, Self-Manage or Hire, a property owner's checklist of issues to consider. Contact us for a free consultation to see if we can help you maximize the return on your investments. Integrity VPM, raising the bar in vacation property management. We are back with... Janelle, also known as Jaka, I didn't say that in the beginning, that's yeah. her nickname, so uh, how, how did you get that nickname? I, my parents gave me, you know, they just, like as a kid it was uh, Jaka, and then it's just, they never <laughs> gave up on the name, and they kept calling me Jaka, and I was Jaka for a very long time, until <laughs> I moved to America and had to be more adult-like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it, it's a very cute nickname. <laughs> So you went to India, yeah. and uh, you were there for a couple months, you said? Yes. And you were there to study? Yeah, I went there for the yoga training. Um, it was a 500 hours of Hatha yoga training. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of So fun. you got a certification on that, I believe you said, huh? Yeah, yeah, I did, I did, yes. Cool. It was, uh, I was, how old was I? I was 21. Okay. I think 21 or 22, and I was just looking for some fun experience and you know, do something like physical. Okay. But I discovered that there's some beyond physical, you know, later on in yoga. So it was a, I stayed in Rishikesh. They call it uh, capital of yoga in India. Um, so that was a fun experience. I had a very funny expectations. I thought I would live um, somewhere in the mountains, very like... Aloof, is that the word? Or like far away? Sure. Remote? Rural. Yeah, remote, yeah, remote area. area. Remote mm-hmm. area, yeah, yeah. And I would hear like animals, you know, and insects everywhere and no people around. 
And I thought I would shave my head, you know, like, okay. <laughs> You're in for the whole experience. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen, you know. But then I arrived. It was like, okay, actually, the place looked very, like, uh, very much like Isla Mujeres. Small place, like, very narrow streets and uh, um, lots of cows everywhere. Cows everywhere. And they were treated like queens and kings. Oh, yeah. uh, cow is a female always or can be mm. a male as well, right? They both, yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, and I stayed, you know, I, I thought I would stay in some ashram, you know, somewhere, but I stayed in a hotel, you know, it's a part of the, you pay for the, uh, for, for, for the training and everything is included. Okay. Food, um, living, uh, the course. So, um, it was interesting and it was, I was all immersed in the training. I would, we would ha wake up like 5 a.m. and then have everything scheduled until basically 8 p.m. and then we have some time to sleep and wake up the next day and do the training again. So it was, uh, I didn't really, I guess, explore, explore uh, like India. I was more like yoga training and uh, Rishikesh life. Pretty intense um, pretty, experience, pretty intense. it sounds yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was time. intense in the beginning because it's like, holy moly, you know what's going on with my body, you know, like, um, but then after two weeks, it gets better. Yeah. And then after a month, it gets really better. And then after two months, you don't want to leave. Mm. You want to stay, you want to do the training, you want to be on this, like, you know, it's, it was really good. But you did leave. Yeah, unfortunately, I had to leave. <laughs> I really wanted to stay, you know, India has this power. So you either love it or you hate it. Mm. Like a lot of people say that. And it really depends, like, what expectations of what energy you come there with, you know? Sure. Like, some people, uh, I know there's one girl who would always get attacked by monkeys, you know? <laughs> yeah, they would steal their her food. Yeah, that's, they, they do that, you know? And she just would have unfortunate, exper unfortunate experience one after another. And she, I think, you know, it's because maybe the mindset that she came with, you know, and then she was really unhappy with the course, with the training. She, she was not satisfied with what, with what she got, you know. Uh, for me, it was so beautiful because, uh, like speaking of the cultural, right, um, uh, experience, it was not just like me going there and like meeting Indians, but it was uh, uh, me meeting like other students, they were mostly from Canada and Australia, actually. Hmm. It was really interesting. I would, you know, suspect that there were a lot of people from Asia because, like, sure. geographically, you know. But a lot of people from Canada and Australia and some from the U.S. And they were all kind of different ages. And what's common was between all these people that they were all in their transitional stages in their lives. Hmm. Like, someone got a divorce. Sure. Someone got fired. Someone got, a, like, a you know, uh, was looking for a new career or whatever. I finished my uh, undergrad, you know, and I was like, okay, what's next? You right, know? right. So, so a lot of transition, people yeah, in transition, yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, it was, it was cool. And it was maybe my first experience, like becoming friends with like older people, I guess people who are older than myself for like 10, 20 years. It was really beautiful, you know, because in Asia, in Kyrgyzstan, even in China, like, it's it's not so normal it's not so usual for younger people to have like older people friends you know because we have there's a age gap and people 
behave, act accordingly, you know, mm-hmm. like, or you're too young, More you're structured. exactly like this, or you have to respect me, you don't come on my level. So in, in, in India, it was so much fun. Yeah, I've got connected, I connected to like women, uh, friends, like 10 years old or 20 years old. It was so beautiful. And you were like all on the same kind of level, you know, and age didn't matter or it just was so beautiful. Nice. Yeah. yeah. No wonder you didn't want to leave. Huh? <laughs> I said, yeah. no wonder you didn't want to leave. Yeah. yeah I have <laughs> friends who still live there. Really? Yeah. India could be another destination, you know, for someone who wants to move to a new place. Yeah. Easily. Because my friend, she had a very interesting story. She had everything good in her career, uh, everything good with her love life. But then suddenly everything fell apart. Her fiance, they canceled their plans. And suddenly she had an eye problem. She could not work with computers anymore. Mm. And that means she has to quit her job. And what she can do next, it's like the whole life that she was building collapsed in yeah. one day. Like, it's crazy. And and then she just, this girl, she stayed in India. And she lived in St. Saint, Saint Petersburg in Russia. And she was renting out her apartment. And, and that money was so plenty in India, you know, mm. plenty of money. She would go travel. She still... Uh, she's still there. You still she's still there. Yeah, yeah. I saw her traveling all around Asia. You know, like I guess the money that she was getting from the rent was enough for her to live this life. Wow, it's incredible! Isn't that funny? Well, I would say you know God closes one door and opens another. So yeah. obviously that was a a door to her future that right. uh, was waiting for her. Right. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. A lot of beautiful stories. A lot of very cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So then you went to the United States. Is that is that correct? Correct. That happened from nowhere. <laughs> it really happened nowhere. Chronolo- chronologically, yes, it is correct. I mean, I went back home. I had to okay. go back home first because after China, I went straight to India. I didn't go back. Oh, okay, home. gotcha. Um, and then I had to go back home, and and so I. S- now, yeah. I know you told me your parents are living in Turkey right now. Yes. When, but they were still... They were still... Everyone was still back in my country, yes, at home. At that and, point. At that point, right. So I went back home for, I guess, vacation, just in this period between me going uh, to China, going back to China again, doing my master's and continuing to work. I, I worked in a like non-profit organization. So that, would, that, would, that was pretty much my like, career path. Um, sounds really cool, very prestigious, very like, you know, okay, I respect you, yeah, I admire you, you do a great job, but it was not something that I just felt like I was missing something. Uh, and I think India really showed it to me because there I was uh, using my body for so much and like I increased my, you know, like, uh, flexibility, strength, and everything, and also the creative parts of myself start to wake up. You know, Sometimes well, it's that whole mind-body-spirit connection, right? That you a, you focused on for two solid months, right? Right. Yeah. And it was really shocking because you don't think these things are in you. You know, you know somewhere deep inside, but because you get caught up in everyday life and just have to do, you know, what society thinks is good for you. And especially in our countries, you know, like uh, have to get a serious job and everything else. But after like that experience, I'm like, okay, that was so mind blowing. 
I exactly remember what was the point in India when. Uh, so there was one pose. I think it's called like locust pose or something. So basically, I was laying on my chest, and then uh, my legs were by my face here. Like what is? It? So I was basically yeah. what is it? Yeah, like a circle. Like a circle, yeah. But my legs were above my. I could see my feet, you know, here. Wow. And I'm like, holy shit, what is this, you know? And that moment, it was just so incredible because I'm not a contortionist or anything, but it was literally a contortionist movie, you know? And I was like, wow, if I can do this, maybe there is more, you know? Like, I wanted to explore more of that. And I always loved music and dance and everything. And I wanted to explore this creative side of myself. So I went back home. Uh, I was going back to China, but then... Uh, Richard, who I met in India, uh, and also another friend who I know from my country. She's also a friend with Richard, uh, my partner. Uh, they really wanted me to come to New York for summer, you know, before I start my master's degree. Um, and then I'm like, okay, but it's really get, it's really uh, was really hard to get, I guess, visa, to whatever, you know. Or it just felt like, actually no, I, I considered a tourist visa, and then I'm like, you know what? I want to try and apply for like a school in New York, you know, just playfully you'll see, like, I don't have money. I don't have enough money for that, you know, but let me just like throw on. Uh, why not? Right? Why not? Just try it out. I'll throw energy there. I'll send an application. I have time. So I did it. And then suddenly, like, I'm getting the acceptance letter. You know? <laughs> so, what? I mean, it wouldn't be a master's degree right away. I would do it a semester of the pre pre preparatory course. Right. Uh, like English. I could, that's what is called bridge program. Mm -hmm. to the American education so and I'm like oh my god you know and I, I was really shocked because this is the place where I like I wanted to be in the first place kind of you know but I was like oh this is too unreal so I'm not gonna think about it so years later this happens and I'm like wow you know and I went to New York September 1st yeah and then <laughs> and then starts another story <laughs> Yes, it's crazy. It's crazy. I basically I, I, like abandoned my China plans uh, for New York, which I don't regret. And so, and and you attribute that to the experience in India and kind of the growth that you you experienced during that time. You think that was the driving I, driving force? Yeah, I, I think it was the initiator. I don't think like there was something that was like really driving. I was not really working hard towards getting into America, you know, I was just like, oh, let me try, let me apply, let me prepare all the documents. And you had to prepare a bunch to get, you know, to get a visa because they're so strict with, especially with people with my, of my age. They, so I'm like, let me prepare everything, get interview. And then the, the consulate, right? The guy at the embassy was so cool. He was really even joking with me, you know, he was like, so where are you going? Like New York City, like where are you gonna live? Like Manhattan was like, oh, look at you, you know. Like he was joking with oh, me. Oh yeah. So I was like, okay, this is good, you know. Um, so yeah, that that's how I got India. Maybe it was a like it was initiator. I don't know. It's just happened naturally. Okay. Yeah, but um, but it was quite painful to go like to abandon my China plans a little bit, you know. But it's another story. But you so. Uh, was that a decision you made with your head or your heart? My heart. Oh, okay. My heart. It was definitely my heart because logically, it was not too rational for me to go. Like, uh, because I have already built a very strong foundation in China. And uh, 
uh, like and everything, even Master's degree was going to be free for me as well. So it's like economically, uh, all the reasons, it was just not rational for me to go there, but my heart really wanted to go. And I'm like, I'm getting the visa. This is probably the sign, so I have to go. So I went, I, I like my parents, I think they didn't have a choice. They just have to agree with every choice I made. You know, even India, they were like so scared. Um, but they're pretty supportive of you making your own decisions or? They were support, they would fight, but I would fight back. I know, and eventually they give up, and then, like, and now they're so chill and calm. <laughs> you know, okay, you do whatever you want. We trust you. Yeah. You trained them. Yeah, tra exactly. Yeah, you, Parents have to be trained. You know, you ha they have to be trained because everyone in your family, actually, because the family, it's a big force that, you know, well, typically in Asian families in particular, all right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, Asian, Eastern European. Um, yeah, I think it's everywhere, but Europe, maybe, maybe, maybe United States, not so much, right? In our countries, it matters so much. Who are your parents? What family are you coming from? So this is the other reason I wanted to leave my country because they can't look at you as yours as an individual. Mm -hmm. They will attach other things like, oh, whose daughter are you? Whose son are you? Uh, you know, like things like this. Mm. It's just, it's just like impossible, you know. And uh, if you are like a, you know, a kid of someone important, you have to watch every step you make. You cannot do anything stupid. Or the opposite, like if you're a son of no one, then it's like okay, you're not yeah. worth anything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, there are like little things. I mean, it's very stereotypically speaking, but it's like kind of general experience. Yeah. Yeah, you have to, you have to, I guess, be stronger in my country, you know, like, of course, when you live there, you don't notice things, you know, you know, you have to go live somewhere and then, and then see from the side, I'm like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah, you don't have a reference point, exactly. right? You it's just, it's just point. normal exactly. um, when you're growing up in it, and it's not until you leave exactly. that you can see these things. Yeah, which is one of the reasons that I think it's really important to travel right. and to go to other cultures and have these experiences because it helps you define yourself, right? right? Sure, 100%. Um, as much as, as what you learn from the outside. So tell me what happened in New, in New York. Like, I'm dying to hear this. Oh, my God. New York was a mess. <laughs> New York was really a mess. Like, the first two years were really a mess, you know, because it's me going back from China, like, having all that experience, you know, starting all over again. It was like, no. It was so... It was, I mean, it was amazing, all those buildings. I'm like, wow, this is cool, this is cool. But then... And it's crowded, but probably not Beijing, Beijing yeah, yeah, after Beijing, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I had already built in me, you know, like, yeah. I, I was... No, New York is not crowded at all, you know, compared to Beijing, it doesn't feel that same way. Um, it was just a lot of, uh, like, disorientation, finding myself again. You know, it's like coming to a new place, uh, coming to new dreams, I guess, like totally making it, it's not even a U-turn, it's like zigzag, whatever, you know. Uh, it was, it, it was beautiful, but it was hard. Like I can tell it was really hard because it means you had to start all over again. It's like, um, I didn't pursue what I was pursuing back in China. That's why uh, it was hard. And my parents, so I went to like uh, the, the 
program, right? The that bridge I was doing, program. The bridge program. I did it, I finished it, and then after that I was supposed to either start my degree in... Uh, so you can choose either like business course or, or what is humanities, right? Mm -hmm. What's the opposite of economics? Humanities, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. So... And I just, at that point, I didn't feel like I want to do it. And it was so much money. If it was free, like, you know, I had scholarships. Yeah, sure, I will do it. But there is, like, money, like, very high stakes. You know, it's like, do I really love it? Do I want to do this? Does it worth it? You know? So so I just switched to another school, you know? And I was like, um, so it's kind of a game in New York, you know? If you go there, you want to stay there longer. Like, uh, you go and be a student for some time. So I switched to, like, a dance school. Ah. Yeah, I switched to a dance school where they would mostly offer ballet. <laughs> okay. So I would have, uh, so I had to become a, an adult ballet dancer. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh my gosh, that's that. hilarious! I it did was not know so that. funny. Oh my god, <laughs> they it was so funny because I mean, luckily they were all adults in the class. You know, well, you're you're a tall girl. Like, how tall are you? You're like I'm like five eleven. Five eleven. Yeah, but aren't ballerinas like little teeny tiny? Teeny girls? tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not in that school. No. In that school, they had all sizes. They had all ages, and mainly, you know, uh, most of these people, maybe half of these people, were like there, uh, not because of love for ballet, you know, but maybe because love for the New York City, and they wanted to stay they wanted there to keep their visa. Exactly. <laughs> So, so it's like it's it's you know it's a there should be a whole like TV series about this you know it's like right yeah because it's so much fun they were like I don't know you could even see a woman like forty years old you know like uh, all kind of ages and they just do something else and uh, on the side you know and they come to class they put check mark okay I came to class they do very like lazy tandus you know <laughs> so it was like. So it's like, you know, Halloween kind of movements, you know. <laughs> so uh, it was hilarious. So I was there in that school for quite some time, almost a year and a half, I think. Okay. Uh, a year and a half. Uh, and at the same time, I was helping Richard with his um, like marketing company. I would do photography for him. I would do social media posts for him. I would do something on the side that, like, I guess looks serious. Right. Uh, but... But then, like the, the then in that school, after some time, I started to love ballet. You know, like ah. okay, I kind of like like it. I mean, uh, apart from that, they had other classes, but they were the level was not so. I guess it was mainly ballet focused class uh, school. So and the owners of the school was the most beautiful people, uh, like uh, spouses. They were so kind and friendly. They would always have like a candies, uh, tea, coffee for every visitor. Oh, nice. So. It was really beautiful, yeah. And then it was, it felt like a family, you know. Mm. But it, after that, uh, I switched to another place where I thought, like, I can have more growth as a mover, as a movement practitioner. They had the yoga training. I did a little bit of ballet as an adult. Um, so I went to another school that also offered the student visa. And then there, I, I think I had my artist developed because... Um, I met people uh, who represent cultures within cultures. So New York, when you come to America, when you come to New York City, you know, it's it's cultures within cultures, you know, like mm -hmm. you meet people <clears throat> like from gay community, from uh, street dance community, from a 
club dance community from all kind of each community has its history and it's so beautiful and then you actually uh realize that like going to a country going to a place it's not just that but it's also like a, there's so many little tiny you know uh communities and cultures that you can lots of subcultures uh, and, subcultures that's yeah. the word yes uh-huh. yes yes so there i was just amazed and i loved music and all the uh music videos that i used to watch as a kid all the dances and i'm like wow i actually learned from someone who's been in this music video who's that or who lived you know this life or who danced with michael jackson or who danced with beyonce and it's like wow this is mind-blowing you never think of it you know right it's something that i probably dreamed of on a very deep level subconscious as a kid right but you don't even fathom it because it's so unreal yeah. it's like but you dream of it you know it's like and then you see it in real life it's like what and to be part of these communities, it's even more, you know, after like a, a year or something, I start to make friends with teachers, with like other dancers. And I'm like, OK, I'm actually getting on professional level. So that was that was a big change from what I was doing in China. But it just made me so much like a happier and fuller person, you know. And even if I want to go back to like diplomatics or international affairs, it can be still within the cultures, these mm-hmm. dance cultures, because... Honestly, it's, I think, all about culture, you know? Yeah. Like, everything. If you, if you try to make business or anything, I think what sells, it's the truth, you know? So I'm really happy to be part of it. And now I'm at the place where I'm like, okay, this is good. And I don't feel, like, down anymore as I used to in my first two years in New York City because I was lost. Like, that school helped me to, like, really find it. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then the rest is history. So, um, so you've done some modeling too, I understand. Correct. Yes. I how do, um, how did that come about? So I'm tall. You're so tall, I had right? To put it in, <laughs> that helps. <laughs> to, yeah, had to put it into use. Uh, I also playfully just created a like account, you know, on a, some modeling website. Model making is a very trashy one, but but nevertheless, you know, it it gave. I met some good photographers who I started to build my portfolio and then later on book jobs so that was also from nowhere i guess you know i mean i did some modeling back home i tried to do like modeling shows it was not treated seriously in beijing i did some modeling as well because there were opportunities you know i was like why not uh so in new york city it actually kind of picked up i was like wow this is so interesting you know and i'm like older you know when i was young i really wanted to be but when I'm older, I'm like, okay, opportunities come, I'll take them, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. So I did some modeling as well. Yeah, that's another community. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But still very artistic, right? Still very artistic, yes. It's, uh, it's also another way of, to express yourself creatively. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. I love it. It's fashion, beauty, you know, it's yeah. all like, in, and in New York City, you know, come right. on. Exactly. Right, exactly, yeah, like, yeah, why not? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right yeah. there. Right, right, for sure. So, um, I, I know we've talked a little bit um, over dinner or whatever, but what uh, what do you see on the horizon for sort of your next adventure? This has been uh, interesting. I know uh, Richard um, and his son and, and you have been here now for a month. And uh, we use the word beta test, right? Uh, right. When you, you move somewhere to try it out for a while, try a different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you've done several now. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
how how has this uh, sort of uh, month long experience in paradise right. um, changed your perception at all about what you might like to experience in the future? Yeah, I've actually thought about like having this kind of lifestyle, island lifestyle, for some time as well. You know, like what they call being a snowbird, right? Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But uh. Oh, because the winter's in New York. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Winter is in New York. I mean, I love New York City, but it's good to get away. It's amazing, but it just has a power to suck you in, and you forget, 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 forget about the rest of the world. You know what happens? Yeah. Because like New York City, it's like another planet. You know, like it takes you. Uh-huh. Uh and you can feel very, you know, like uh suffocated sometimes in there, you know, because of if, especially if you live in a city uh where we live now close to Central Park is beautiful, so it's a big change, but before it felt pretty, you know, like uh could press you you know. So I would in the future I definitely see this, you know, like going somewhere, traveling more uh, but I would love to stay in New York as my base. Uh-huh. I think I found my place. I found my communities, and I want to continue to grow and see what's gonna go from there, and make money in New York City, and then go travel to other places because the the money you make in New York City, uh, it's gonna be s- s- good money overseas, you know. Right. So that I experienced this. When I went to Turkey to see my parents, I'm like, I brought, okay, the money that I saved, I was like, wow, it's actually, you know, I can live a life it here. It goes far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it goes far. You can experience luxury, you know, without, with the local prices. Uh, and coming to Mexico was the same experience. I was like, wow, it's actually, we probably, like, spend less money than we would live and stay in New York City right now, you know. So, in these hard times, it's probably a good idea to have a place like this mm-hmm. but in the future how it's doable I don't know I need to figure it out you know I see I, this was experience for me that I'm like okay it's possible to do this and how do you do it you know and it's a big step already to see and kind of experience so that you can have a you can be a one step closer yeah but I would definitely like to have a home apart from New York City or near yeah. nearby you know so that I can just go away bye hi bye yeah, yeah. Yeah, be able to take a break for a little while, have, yeah. have different experiences. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for thank this you. interview. I really appreciate it. This episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thanks for tuning in. Did you love this episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast? Then please subscribe to our show and leave us a nice review. It's very much appreciated. We invite you to visit www.overseasliferedesign.com and take the Are You Ready for an Overseas Life Relocation Readiness Quiz. We'd also love for you to become part of our OLR community on Facebook. Thank you for listening.